having an open house these days is just not the rollicking fun and carefree experience it once was back in, say, February. I'm Scott Blakeman, getting through this in Brooklyn, New York, trying to sell our house. You know, 99 days ago when we first started this podcast, the house was in contract. We were all set in May. They fell out of the contract because of mortgage trouble. So now there are only a handful of interested buyers gamely putting on face masks, gloves, and even protective booties for the privilege of walking through a house. It actually looks like they're going to an open house for a hospital. Uh, only the broker is allowed to turn on lights or open doors. I'm still kind of anxious after each home visit. I do get thoughts like, did they use my towel? Did they touch my comforter? Did anyone cough on my computer keyboard? But mostly, uh, I just hope that they buck the trend of falling condo sales in Manhattan and buy our house near the beach in Brooklyn. You know, if houses, open houses have been allowed at the peak of New York's cases and the heights of my anxiety back in April and May, uh, I would have acted differently. I probably would have literally fumigated the house after everyone left. And I don't even know what fumigated means. I do. I'm Tom Saunders in Los Angeles, where in the past I have endured the public embarrassment of having our house tented. Uh, one of the few events in our life that forces us to escape our existential comfort zone, the human house. Uh, I've also experienced the joy of an open house. Um, and I want to kind of drill down on your own experience, uh, but also just sort of, if you can, describe for our listeners the type of house um, that you live in and, and use no more than seven words to do so. Well, that is, that's the, that's the test they give for uh, brokers. <laughs> and that, that's very few people. Very few. Uh, I say, I just did it. I, 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 you know, it's funny. This is almost like a first. I think once again, Tommy, we're creating new a first in pocket history, describing a house on a podcast. I mean, yes. this could be a whole revolutionary new uh, process. But that has not happened yet. So, no. I mean, um, I, I, if, if for anybody out there who wants to make a statue of this um, moment, I'm sitting at a chair holding an iPhone. Maybe have me uh, yeah, in a seated position and, uh, and maybe st have Scott standing over me in the background, but he's in New York, something like that. I mean, I, I'm not trying to tell the sculptors how to, how to do their job, but we're going to need new statues, Scotty. And yes, well, uh, this could be. I mean, but it's, I'm glad to describe it. Basically, you know, it, it's an area in Manhattan Beach that's even mysterious people who live in New York City, and it's a few minutes from the beach, a few minutes near the bay. And um, yeah, it's it's near Brighton Beach, Coney Island, Sheepshead Bay. And it's one of these two family houses that you would recognize from various movies. And not that our house was in a movie, but you would just recognize it from a movie. And uh, yeah, I grew up here two years ago. I moved back. Uh, and what a story that is, going back to your own, where you grew up, and old stomping ground. They always use that expression. Yeah. Can I just say now, I never stomped. No, I've lived here. Uh, Do you resent it when people describe your home neighborhood as your stomping ground when you have never stomped? To, you, to so so you never like once as a child experimented with stomping. I oh, mean, didn't well, you go through a phase where you just kind of tried it out just to see because the other kids were doing it and and then your parents probably you know <laughs> brought the hammer down on you. Well, certainly, stomping. yeah. Well, as a kid, you know, you always want to fit in and do what everybody else did. If I did stomp, 
it probably in the house. You know, I want to go to the thing. I want to. I want. Yeah, that. you want to go to the thing. But I didn't stop and you on the stopped. And, yeah. she, and your mom said, "Be specific." And you said, "No, I'm just going to say the thing. I want to go to the thing." And your mom didn't even know what thing it was, so you continued stomping and stomping. That's that, is is yeah. that? Am, am I presenting the picture right? Well, she probably would have said yes if I said a little more something specific than the thing. Yes. How is she going to say yes to the thing that doesn't exist? That's right. So. You just, uh, yeah. uh, um, what a lesson for for everybody right now, and it, for the kids, especially listening. in these times when people yeah. are worried about sending their kids back to school. Uh, there's the there's a, there's a lesson right there about stomping and being specific. But you didn't. But your point is that you didn't stomp outside of your house. Your house. It wasn't your stomping grounds. No. No. Uh, in, in, in your, you didn't just stomp around. But it was your neighborhood. You do live in it, and you're selling a house that you grew up in and that, that let me just ask you because a lot of people will be will will be asking um th themselves the question uh was this a bittersweet or is is this because it's not over yet you haven't sold a house is there yeah. a bittersweet sense of a passage um through you know a, a, a um yeah a passage well uh, in it's life a good point. yeah well i you know i've gone through different phases number one i felt lucky at my age, you know, uh, to still have the house that I grew up in, born in, grew up in, exists because other people sort of can be bittersweet and yeah, past the old house, not what it used to be or something mm -hmm. like that. So I was very glad. And well, first of all, foremost, I was glad that my dad lived to 100. He passed away two years ago and and my mom uh, lived to a ripe old age of 89 and she passed away three years before that. So uh, I was, I've been living here with my sister and her husband and so I've been thankful to have the house to use and, and actually to live in. But I think it was time to move somewhere else. But it did hit me uh, when they did post just the other day, actually, a little late, probably the for sale sign is quite a sign. And it even shines in the, during the darkness at night. Uh, when I saw that sign, I'm going, oh, uh, we're selling the house. So still. Oh, right. So it, 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 in effect, Scotty, it brought it home to you. Brought it all selling the house. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, it, 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 to see that sign in front of your home uh, for so many years—well, really, most of your life. Uh, what, what, an, what a dramatic story, Scotty! And and for, uh, 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 but with the added twist of selling your house, which is always one of the great moving is one of the great um, anxiety-provoking events in anybody's life, supposedly. Right. Yes. Uh, I think going to the showers in, for the first time in middle school or junior <laughs> high school, as we called it back in, in Libertyville, that is that's probably <laughs> more of a of a terrifying moment. and more of a lasting uh, impact, uh, uh, much more yeah. with a lasting yeah. impact. Uh, so, um, yeah, I shrug at the whole idea of moving uh, ever since um, ever since junior high school. But in fact, actually, I enjoy moving. I, I find it exciting. Uh, and you've always... had a few wonderful homes and uh, and was, so that wasn't too traumatic. Your adult homes. Uh, well, the, uh, the, the worst part apartment. about it is when you when you have to spend the night in the new home for some reason, because you're going to. Oh, because you're going to wait for the people with the van delivery van to come by in the morning. So you, you're staying your night in your new home. That's exciting. But there's no furniture. Mm. Absolutely none. Whatever little chair, you know, sort of folding chair you can put into your car. And by your, I mean mine. Um, I know it's confusing. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I, I 
I say your instead of mine. Uh, that's a rhetorical device that I think needs to be thrown out. Uh, um, but but well, that obviously is a conversation for another time, and you can hear the emotion in my voice. Oh uh, yes, as no, I uh, 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 travail into that um, realm. I don't think travail is the right word, but sometimes using the wrong word is the best choice. Um, uh, absolutely. If the other word is not sufficient, why just settle and do a word that's not so great, even if that's the proper word? Yeah. Throw in a word that's not correct technically but more interesting but much more interesting travail yeah. that's that's better than walk away or whatever the word i was supposed to say much more exciting uh, and i also certain words feel better when you shape your mouth and and you don't need, <laughs> you're not aware of it but uh kankakee it's not as pleasant as to say as travail right and, and that's yeah. why you'll you'll you you won't hear people say the word kankakee even people who come from Ken the town of kankakee illinois they won't <laughs> say it as much just because they hate saying it after all these years it's because it's it's not pleasant to to say well it, it takes its toll in terms of dental work because you are work. hitting you know hitting all the teeth and the <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a brutal kind of word so you could say it but you pay the price later with, uh, in the chair my dad was a dentist so yeah he, the kankakee people he yeah. had built his business on that even yeah, though he was in brooklyn and you yeah. say uh, uh, another guy comes in uh, I'm from Illinois. Really? Where in Illinois? I'd rather not say, oh, Kankakee. Sit down. Uh, <laughs> and then they, right away, they, they administer the um, Novocaine, right? Just oh, right, right in there. We had a, we did have a version of that here in Brooklyn, uh, Bensonhurst. That, that was going to, you know, that could, not as rough as Kankakee, but Bensonhurst <laughs> could be uh, some light work, some molar yeah. stuff. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, it's know, funny because you're not actually using your teeth in either of those uh, words, but that's people true. don't realize that sometimes it's the words that you don't use the teeth in that are cause the biggest problem. Well, they jostle them anyway. You know, <laughs> it's a mystery, but it works. But no, it's, it's a, I, I do think, I'm, I'm hoping that whenever we do sell it, uh, there'll mm -hmm. be... Uh, my, I've moved from the by it you mean the house yes the house yes uh, not the dental practice no which... that's been sold uh, mm -hmm. uh, but the house itself uh, you know when I had I've had apartments where I had a room basically and it was just this very uh, anxiety ridden nervous kind of last minute uh, moving and giving things to the super and the maintenance guys like hey you could take this because I just there was no room for it so hopefully oh, this yeah. will be a little bit more measured but it is again the whole process of coming in with you know, because I think of the upside of the old days of an open house. And, and I've gone to some even for houses I was not going to buy, like my cousins in, in the desert around Palm Springs. And you go in and you know, sometimes they have refreshments and these big houses and everybody. Oh, it's, 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 it's a wondrous thing to be a looky-loo. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, if, I, if I had to choose between uh, uh, being a looky-loo and a, and a serious, interested buyer, a motivated buyer, I think they call it, I prefer being a looky-loo. It's a more fun, carefree. Uh, of course, real estate uh, agents uh, don't like you, but uh, th that's not the looky-loo's job is to be popular with real estate agents. Your job is to get in, look at a house that's been all fixed up in its finest form, sometimes with fake furniture provided by the seller, uh, yeah. by the realty company. And but but and, and imagine what would it be like to live in this and be shown around, escorted with all of houses, fine features being being told to you by the 
by the 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 realty per, uh, person. Oh, and would you like a, a, a an enjoyable snack? As you mentioned, Scotty. Yes, and even fine wine, white wine, of course. Fine white wine. So why? Why I would much. That's a dream. The dream is to just spend spend your life being a looky loo, (laughs) just going from home to home to home, and enjoying white wine and snacks, and living off of white wine and and whatever the snacks are. Yeah, maybe when when the tour ends for the day, you sneak into a bedroom if you need to once in a while. And you're reading my mind again, Scotty. Yeah. But not on a regular basis. We, and we don't encourage, and we'll get the realty people on us. We're not encouraging this. Although you're right, Tommy, being a looky, I had not heard that expression, a looky Lou. You know, when you're looking for a house and you're serious, you're serious. So you're not relaxed. Yeah. It's like, it's, yeah. you even, you know, you and your spouse or whoever it is, it's sort of this, uh, uh, well, I don't know about that second, but that second bedroom's not good. You know, it's it's tense. It's, no, the, the backyard space. But when you're a looky Lou, it's, Hi, this is great. And they can't, they don't know you're a looky loo. You walk in there, you don't have to be wearing a tuxedo Mm-mm. to be buying a house. And, uh, you know, you walk in and it's pleasurable. Everyone's in a happy mood. And, uh, but that's the difference to this thing though now. In the, during these times, you go in and out, the broker must touch all the doors. And, yes, oh, it's a totally, it's a totally. terrible time for, for to be a looky loo. But, a good, but uh, that's the one upside of being a, a realtor in these times is who's going to be a looky loo if you have to put on a mask and wear rubber gloves and booties <laughs> and, and, and it's just too much work. Um, so it has uh, the upside for them. It's cut down on the looky loo. That's right. That's what I'm saying. The upside yeah. of the real uh, realty business. But on the other hand, it does sound like a real, it's, it's really anxiety provoking sort of a deal, but it is one of the things that you can do in these troubled times because you're really talking about, one or two or three people getting together in a in a house and if you keep it, it should be possible to maintain distance uh no of course and of course i'm not here and where we all flee and uh where do you I, flee well i just walk so thankfully there's many walking areas to just proceed and walk i, I mean i theoretically i don't even want to be seen yeah. at all uh and you shouldn't be i think just be away but it's um yeah because yeah, once wait. they see you then they yeah. see oh you know, it, it, it changes their view of the whole operation. You know, you uh, well, it becomes uh, more about you than the house. So. Yeah. Then it becomes about you. Like, how do they how do they, you know what I mean? It's sort of a um, no, you're right. You're you absolutely remain as 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 uh, invisible to to the prospective buyers as, as possible. And um, no, forever, on, really, continue. this is exciting. Yeah. So what you're saying is. In these times, and this is very interesting because not everybody, I, I would definitely hold off on trying to sell a house in these, in this time, just because of the, the ordeals that you're describing. So this is uh, sort of, in a way, you're getting back, uh, you're, you're the, the, the point of the spear of uh, America getting back to work as, as um, a certain president has, has been advocating, but you're actually doing it. Uh, well, only, but it's interesting you bring that up because, um, well, first, initially, as I mentioned at the top of the show, as we say, we had sold house very quickly, I believe in February. And then when this whole thing started, we thought, wow, we were lucky that we sold it because you can't show houses and the economy's going badly. Uh, and then in May, we got the word that they didn't get their mortgage. But but actually, uh, I was a stickler for this, though, because there are some, not our realtor, but there are some people who are showing houses before the go-ahead was given by Governor Cuomo. And I said, no, let's wait until Governor Cuomo says it's okay. So not a moment to, before. So 
we waited and but there's a lot of protocol you know again you know uh the realtor has to go in and do all that and, and do all do what that. scotty uh well they have to you know, as i said touch every you know the the buyers don't touch things even though you know and i i even had like snacks i mean i did not for them i had my own stash of you know my bananas and i'm wondering would anyone take one but though they don't most people looking for a house have their own bananas. That's my. <laughs> that's what I've learned during this process. So I don't yeah, work. A banana is a bit of a, a pricey snack, right? Yeah. Usually yeah. you want little cookies or yeah, butterscotch. Uh, uh, you know, balls, balls of butterscotch. Well, butterscotch is is nice. So anyway, we hope that it's sold and and uh, yeah, you know. But yes, it is a, a little bittersweet. But learning about one's neighborhood and you've been out here, Tommy, and that you know when you grow up, you don't appreciate. Like as a kid, I didn't think. Oh, I live by the ocean. You know, I didn't care. It's like I'm going to my friend's house six blocks away. And as an adult, it's oh, the ocean's right there, the bay. Yeah. So I appreciate it. Nathan's now. Uh, it was the last place I went to indoors. Uh, May sixteenth, uh, May fifteenth. I had a hot dog, and I ate it outside. But that's the last uh, indoor establishment, except for, as everyone knows, Ali and my haircut a couple of weeks ago that I've been in. So, uh, but it's yeah. So that's the thing. We'll keep everybody posted uh, uh i mean scotty uh, as you say that I, I i'm i don't know if you heard my brain thinking just then you didn't did you it was a little sound i didn't know if it was the brain <laughs> or just uh you know feedback sometimes <laughs> which is literally what a brain does it is feedback. it does it feeds back <laughs> well actually uh um it's it just that i was thinking so hard that i thought gosh this must be making noise and everybody can hear it but it sounds like it, it, it well you're using the brain muffler that we gave it came, you know so which is great it really it works like a charm you know? yeah. and some people call it a stocking cap but it's not it's no. it's got special extra yarn in it to muffle the, <laughs> the thinking process for people who have noisy brains and it's yeah. just it's people don't, don't realize that's a problem because they don't they they have very quiet brains but if you have a noisy brain <laughs> Well, if you have big thoughts, they make noise. If you have big That's thoughts, yeah. Then and people can hear it while you're thinking, and it's it's embarrassing. <laughs> um, but but that being said, Scotty, again, our favorite Canadian radio show. Yes. Uh, 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 on Canadian public radio. Uh, that being said, uh, we are. Um, I mean, we, we, uh, we were talking about selling houses during a pandemic and moving, and and and, and I have my stories of moving and I, I i i told you that one about not having any furniture yeah uh and having to spend the night in a on a um uh on a folding chair sleeping on a folding chair i don't know if you've ever done that i've not slept uh, on a reclining chair and you were you yeah, were yeah. Uh, and this is because i'm waiting for the for the um moving van to show up and yes all this stuff all right i don't know and, and i put that out there as a story hoping that it would be in the league of, of, of what you're describing. I'm not sure that it really rose to that level. And now I'm going, I'm walking it back, not for reasons of inaccuracy. It was accurate, nor was it inappropriate, except for the fact that your stories about putting on booties and the real estate person showing up to ch make sure everything is not going to be touched. And I mean, that, that, that's, that has a relevance that my story, to be honest, and I'm being, I'm, I'm being tough on myself. There's no question about it. But that has a relevance that the story about the, you know, sleeping on a folding chair, waiting for the, you know, back in pre-pandemic days, waiting for the 
for the moving man to show up. That doesn't have that kind of urgency. Um, and and, and well, I say this as a matter of self, self-criticism, <laughs> hoping that I can do better in the future. And, and instant self-criticism, which again is a rare part you don't hear anywhere that you didn't wait for the reviews to come in. We were going to go no. to Sardis right after this and wait for the reviews. And that's you don't, that, you don't wait for that. You give I don't wait for the reviews. I, yeah. I, I, I head off and I know it frustrates reviewers, yeah. podcast reviewers, because they're already formulating their their scathing review. But then I just I, I, I ruined it for them by by uh, admitting it publicly just now. My story it just wasn't. It, it's a good story for another time. Well, it could uh, be a filler, you know, uh, but I think I would have to say, yes, I don't think everything about these times during these times has to be about these times. Now, no, no, maybe, no, no, no. Uh, 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 and, and I was operating on that assumption. Yeah. But at the same time, the store, uh, 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 what we're finding out is pre-pandemic stories sometimes. And this is, I think, something that our listeners can really benefit from. Uh, 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 when you go to any sort of uh, uh, pretend Zoom party, go, by the way, in quotes, uh, because we, uh, we don't have normal parties, but you still can wind up in a situation where people, just as you did, Scotty, were telling, were, are telling a pandemic story, and then you go, you know, that reminds me of a pre-pandemic story, and then you tell your story, and, you, and everybody just stares at you on Zoom, right? <laughs> and, and like, I can't believe you told that pre-pandemic story while we were busy talking about pandemic stuff. See, I had that in reverse when I had my uh, high school reunion. It's funny, I, we, you know, I talked about my mini, mini high school reunion. There was only eight people and, I, and it was this high school of 4,700 kids. So very many. And it wasn't a model of 4,700 kids. Oh, it was incredible. We had like 1,700 in the graduating yeah. class. Yeah. They were, they're still there, many of them. They couldn't, it's just too hard to get out. You well, know, it's, it's a so tough crowded. school. I mean, it's a tough very- school. You know, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, well, my hats off to them that they're that they plug that they're plugging away and working for that high school diploma after fifty years of still <laughs> trying. But at the same time, I also have to respect the school system for maintaining their standards. And if you know, well, you uh, got to put the work in. But I do admire them for not giving up and, and not giving them, up. Wish them well, and even talking about school, it's it's wistful. When when oh, will that really? be yeah. uh, something? Well, there's a realized. lot to talk about school today on the on the news on the cable news shows. Yeah, uh, about going back to school and and Trump saying you have to go back to the kids have to go back to school or else we'll 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 keep funding from those schools that don't let their kids get back. It's a nightmare for for parents. No, it, yeah, and for kids, no, it's, it's it's a tough time, but hopefully uh, it'll be right. Right, it's a tough time. I, yeah, it's good. Yeah, but it's I good. still you think for the tough word. Tough is always a, it's always a a, a less troublesome word than a nightmare. If it's well, if the you, tough would be in a fifties movie or like, hey yeah. kid, I know it's tough. They yeah. might say also rough, tough. But you well, don't want to say always, like it's exactly. debilitating. Yeah, you know that's right. not a good. That's you can't brush that off. So no. tough, yeah. But uh, we're, t- you know, but Tommy, I do want to say just yep. finally, I don't want to, I appreciate your instant review, but I think this room, this is, we should have music swelling, this room during this pandemic to just throw out thoughts and stories and anecdotes that really don't have anything to do with it. Because you know why, Tommy? Because we have to prepare for when this is over. Oh, we'll yes. Stories will be ready. And if we don't You're tell right. the stories now, the non-pandemic stories, we won't be able to tell them later. So <laughs> right. we have to practice telling them, getting the words You're right. right. And then you'll be ready. No, uh, so it, I, exactly. Uh, I, I, absolutely. So now, I mean, I, I feel like we really should make sure that we tell at least one non-pandemic story every 
two weeks or so, uh, just so that that muscle doesn't atrophy. So that you're right. The pandemic's over. We're all just staring at each other. We have nothing to talk about. (laughs) Yeah, no, nothing. I actually can envision that. That well, because it's like, hey, how about to stay at home? Yeah, we don't have that anymore. <laughs> right, right. Okay. Uh, yeah. And then you just, you're so caught up with it. So we live during these times, but we also look forward to when these aren't these times. And right. and uh, and that's what I, we I, do I, on the show. We do both. Well, the double and, whammy is the end. Uh, 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 Trump is, is, is voted out of office, at no second term, and no, uh, and no, uh, uh, COVID-19, right? There's nobody, it all goes away. Now you think, what a joyous time, the celebrations and so on. And it's true. The only problem is we'd have nothing to talk about for a while. Well, that's why what we're doing here, we're our show, even though we talk about current things, we give plenty of things that will, that are evergreen, not just in terms of comedy, but in life that you could talk about. Yeah. That's what we tried to do. One thing, Tommy, and I'm going to do something, we have not discussed this, uh, we're very big at uh, removing that. I don't, I'm never clear on the fourth wall and what all this is, but um, we're going to bring our listeners behind the scenes, which mm. most podcasts do not do. And no. now, if for all our listeners know, we're in the sprawling podcast city complex with billion dollar studios. <laughs> and I'm, I'm not making it billion dollar studios with everything, the finest state of the art. Uh, but all, and everything goes like clockwork. Well, we tape, normally tape our show. Uh, at two o'clock today, uh, Eastern. Today yeah. we did it at three, but that was arranged. We hit a glitch. And the people at Anchor are wonderful. And once in a while, with all technology, we have a three-hour rain delay in, our, in terms of yeah. podcast. And that could be uh, – many people who've had that happen, they literally just never do the podcast again. Because they we always do it this time. They can't – Yeah. we had this delay not knowing any minute we could be pressed back into service. So – Three hours of I try to do things, you know, I looked at email and, you know, put up a brave front and, uh, you know, had a sip of seltzer and you, yeah. you did out, out there in yeah. California. And then the word came in from the very responsible, very prompt customer service at Anchor going, you're back on, fellas. And we just wow. had to put that yeah. that bow tie and put, right. you know, brush off our, you know, <laughs> and be ready. And we were back in business. We red light. Well, yeah. Uh, uh, the way you tell the story, you, you, you do me uh, you, you, you do me a favor uh, in the telling. Uh, but um, uh, let's not leave out the, the, the last minute twist to the drama of, of this, uh, of what happened. Yeah. And that is you were on this. Uh, you, uh, you had emailed the, the um, podcast company yeah, the customer here support. at Podcast City yeah. uh, West. At, 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 um, uh, the. Um, you know, we were we were sort of told to stand down, and you were going to f- hear from them, but we were going to stand by. Yeah, not just stand down, but stand by, and um, and that's what we did. <laughs> that's what uh, we all did, right? Now, what happened was what happened next was not in the playbook. <laughs> For some reason, we were separated from our phone over here on on um, in, in L.A. So that when you found out you got the go sign, we're yeah. back in business. We're back in the podcast <laughs> business. You immediately tried to contact me. What happened then, Scott? Well, what a story that is, you know, and I texted immediately. And, and, uh, and what I did, actually, even before, and they're very, when I sent the email, I thought, oh, we'll never hear from them. Very prompt. But I even anticipated that email. This is 
I said, I let me play around with it. And I did a certain actions to complicate it for on my end. I said, hmm, it seems to be working. So I, I actually jumped the gun, as they said, uh, yeah. as they, but from the getting the word from Anchor. And then I did reach out, you know, pant, breathtaking, like, look, we're ready to go on and didn't hear. And reach out to me. You reach out the, to you. You're on. So you're and I expected, as uh, I typed uh, it, like, let's go. <laughs> And yet, yeah. about 45 minutes went by, and I called oh, yeah. several times. I, I sent an email. I even wrote a, a snail mail that I brought to the post office, and you'll be getting in three days. In desperation. And ignore that. Ignore that yeah. one, because it's, <laughs> it's... But I just thought, just in case, you know. You know, you might have sent a telegram, and I'll just explain why. Yes. Because then, that 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 Western Union boy, uh, or, or probably now it's a young girl, I assume, in, in a Western Union garb will show up. Yeah. Telegram for Mr. Saunders. <laughs> And, and that I would hear. It would cut above the din of uh, of uh, the Palisades. Yes. I'm just recommending that. I don't know if that's still possible to send. Uh, well, if this telegram. comes up again, I'll certainly or a music gram or they, they would have a singing. A music gram would be great. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, well, I'll think of that for the next time. But anyway, the bottom line is we're just love doing this and we uh, we're pressed and we're ready. We're always ready to go. Like the bus. We're always ready to go, but it's but but it's not always. Uh, uh, and I know this will be delayed. I know some of the uh, our loyal fans will go into a panic because of the delay, uh, and and we regret that. But um, happily, we will be um, uh, issuing this. Is if that's the right word? This podcast yes, uh, putting yes, it out a couple hours late, but yeah. Um, what is it? What's the, the saying? It's better late than a hole in the head, or you know, better late than. It is the never, which is I think it's a false choice. The never, that's it. The never. Why about better late? You know, because all right, obviously nothing is better than never. Probably, yeah. unless it's a bad thing, then that you never want to happen. But you know, better better late than never. Late. Right? Maybe, maybe a little late. Than, but anyway, we're gonna we'll be dropping the podcast. Better, a, yeah. A what about the, the the saying that goes with that? Better on time than late. Is that a saying? Like, do people say that? And, well, you know, better on time than late. You know, it never caught on, and a lot of people thought it <laughs> would. There was one on. guy who thought, you know, we're in. I got it, and it never did. <laughs> the reason why is because it makes too much sense. It's just a statement. You know, it's a it's statement. Cool. It's a, it's uh, uh, you yeah. might even say it's obvious, but it is true. And um, yeah, it never catches on. So those of you who, uh, who think these want to be a statement uh, inventor, that's a good that, that, that's a good lesson right there. Oh, yeah. You know, no. And I'm not saying it's easy, but I think he thought um, the money is going to roll in. But it cannot yeah. be. You've got to have a little doubt there. It's got to be a little. Hmm. It's got to be some little twist. Better yeah. late than never has that thing of, um, you know, hey, that never would be bad, would really be bad, but late is bad, but never is really bad. It's got a twist. But if you say better better on time than late. You, yeah, you're just speaking a sentence and nobody really, <laughs> and I mean, I'm not putting it down, but that's not an expression. That's not a saying. It's not a popular expression. No, that, and some people, they get lazy. They, they, do, they do shortcuts. Like, I'm just going to say anything. It'll be an expression. It doesn't work that way. No, it doesn't. And we we who love expressions and challenge them, yeah. uh, we you know we need to tell you we about can't them. get enough of them. Yeah, and, and and we and we and we fix them too. Like that's the other thing. We don't just repeat them if they're a bad expression and, and allow them to continue uh, on 
spreading their badness. We fix the expressions and uh, sometimes, but sometimes I think better late than never doesn't need to be fixed. I think it's a... Well, they're doing well. They're doing well with that. It's it's doing really it seems well. to hold up. But we, Nobody's we, ever complained about that. No, not to our knowledge. To if, if they start to, then we'll, then we'll take a look at it. But we've been looking yeah. at many other expressions <laughs> and words for 99 days in a row as we close for today. Yeah. I mean, tomorrow, Hard to our uh, 100th wow. episode of Getting Through This with Tom and Scott. So We got to think about how we're gonna, what we're going to do for that one. Well, I'm going to go pick up my tux. Uh, for this yeah. one, uh, it should be ready. And, and uh, uh, you know, and what a symbolic thing, the a little hiccup, the, the 99th show, but it was well, terrifying through... uh, 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 a moment for uh, on this end. Uh, and by terrifying, I mean, it was mildly concerning. <laughs> uh, uh, and and uh, we, we solved it. We fixed it just by waiting it out, waiting it out. And we... that's a great lesson for any of you listening. Uh, it'll it'll wait it out, and the and the good people at Anchor got you know, fixed it. We were ready to go, and uh, but but we rolled up our sleeves oh, and yeah. waited it out. That's you know, what you got to do sometimes, and yeah. uh, be ready. That's what you always. I always say, be ready. Be, we were ready, ready to go. Uh, there yeah. was that forty-five minute delay, but that just added drama and oh, yeah, no, and, and a whole a whole ch- uh, sort of a, a a twist that this story really needed. Well, I think so, Tommy, and what a pleasure to. To do the 99th, looking forward to tomorrow and the 100th, I remain sincerely yours, Scott Blakeman. I'm always Tom Saunders, and we're getting through this.